Home sales each week continued to be at depressed levels. We counted only 59,000 new pending sales this week of single-family homes across the U.S. Meanwhile, available inventory of unsold homes is growing. In fact, this week, inventory grew faster than it was last year at this time. That's actually kind of alarming because this was the moment last year when the market really turned south. Uh, this week, this year, was the biggest week of inventory increases all year long, with inventory growing at about 9,000 single-family homes. Uh, since inventory is climbing, a pretty pretty notable percentage, uh, it seems like we probably have a few more weeks of inventory gains before the uh, top of the curve for the year. It's not totally unusual for a little jump in, in new listings in, in September. Uh, last year, inventory had been climbing dramatically for months, and this year, though, it is only just now starting to increase. But this is definitely a trend worth watching. So what's happening? Well, obviously, mortgage rates have been stubbornly over 7% for a couple of months now. There, but there's another shift that we've detected in the last few weeks. There's a psychology change maybe happening for home buyers in the late summers. Summer. Uh, it's a change in expectations of mortgage rates. So buyers early in 2023 had slightly lower rates than now, and they were also optimistic that mortgage rates would go lower still. At the time, you know, mortgage rate forecasters were assuming the economy would slow, so rates would decline, and the spread between the 10-year bond and the 30-year mortgage rate would would narrow so that mortgage rates would end up closer maybe to 5.5% than to 7.5%. The conventional wisdom was that rates would head lower so that home buyers were buying, were imagining refinancing in the future at a lower rate. Now, though, we're starting to hear folks imagine 8% rates. So early in the year, you know, you were buying at 6.5, imagining 5.5 when you could refinance. Now you're looking at 7.5, imagining 8% or higher. This higher for longer conventional wisdom is working its way through the housing market. In fact, I interviewed Dr. Jessica Lotz uh, from the National Association of Realtors for the Altos podcast this week, and we, we talked about the prospect of 8% mortgage rates. I checked in with Robert Dietz the chief economist for the the Home Builders Association, and they've raised their outlook on mortgage rates as well. So this change in buyer expectations is adding to the slowness right now. It's actually a pretty abrupt change, and that's why at Altos Research, we track every home for sale in the country every week. We track all the pricing, all the supply and demand, all the changes in that data, so you can see immediately the, the impact that, that new psychology, home buyers and sellers are having on the market. Uh, we make that data available to you before you see it in the traditional channels, of course. I'm Mike Simonson. I'm the founder of Altos Research, and let's look at the signals for the week of September 18th, 2023. There are now uh, 519,000 single-family homes on the market across the U.S. That's a 1.9% increase from last week. That's a pretty big increase for this late in the summer. Uh, this reflects a notable slowdown in demand with mortgage rates over 7% and that change in expectations, uh, as I mentioned. Um, the 9,000 unit increase 
in unsold inventory this week was the single biggest increase all year long. Uh, this is uh, an easy way to quantify the decreased demand that goes along with the, increase, the increasing unaffordability problem that we have here. Uh, context is important though. 9,000 unit increase is the biggest all week, all year long. Last year though, we were seeing inventory grow by 20 or 30,000 units per week. So 9,000 is a lot for September, but it's not a lot in the grand scheme. It shows obvious slowing demand, but it's also a reflection of the fact that most of the year we had more buyers than sellers. Uh, total available inventory of unsold single family homes remains about 6% lower than fewer than last year at this time. Uh, it's more than I expected a few weeks ago, but there's still not a lot of supply and there's not a lot of new supply. So that's how I view the inventory growth this week. The rate of sales each week is maybe actually what's more discouraging at the moment. There's just nothing in the data that shows the sales rate increasing from the very low levels we've seen all year. The pace of home sales this year has been uh, restricted by both supply and demand, but right now it's more of a demand story. Uh, most of the years, sales rate have been you know suppressed by lack of supply, not enough homes to buy. That condition, though, has shifted with the cost of money in the late summer. There were only 59,000 single-family homes, new pending sales this week in the U.S. That pace remains 10% fewer than last year. I was hoping by now that, uh, that easy year-over-year -year comparisons would show more sales in Q4 than in Q4 2022, but there's really just no sign of that happening yet. Uh, and it's, it's really looking like maybe January before the market resets for the new year to see what 2024 has in store for us. There are 345,000 single-family homes in the contract pending stage. That's 12% fewer than last year. Uh, and in this chart, the height of the bar, each bar is the total count of homes in contract. The light portion of the bar is uh, the new contract or the new transactions each week, new contracts each week. Last year, sales rate was actually plummeting each week, but there were still 390,000 single family homes in contract in mid-September last year. Uh, I've been hoping that new pending sales would finally eclipse last fall, but we're not getting there yet. When we uh, look at the rate of the new sales each week, you can kind of see my disappointment. This is the chart of the new pending sales each week compared with last year at this time. The dark red line is this year, is the curve for this year. And for a while in the peak summer months, it looked like our sales rate would eclipse last year. Uh, but then rates surged over 7% and the sales rate really responded immediately. So each week now uh, we have 10 to 12% to fewer sales than last year. So you can see in this chart, the light red line in October last year took a, a big dip. That was both seasonal, but also unusual with that big late year surge in mortgage rates. So the, the only way we end 2023 with more sales in 2022 is if mortgage rates maybe start easing down again and that trend looks durable. Um, we haven't seen it yet, but maybe. And like I mentioned above, the, the 
expectations are now much more common that rates aren't falling and that 8% seems more likely than, say, 6.5%. And that means a ton to buyers. So I always caution that at Altos, we don't forecast mortgage rates. And I don't really have a quantification of of these home buyer, this home buyer sentiment either. It's sort of speculation based on my part on the information flow that I'm starting to see from people who do forecast mortgage rates. And the fact is that we can see significantly fewer buyers in the last couple of months. And that's what this chart shows us really since that July point when it looked like we were going to eclipse last year's sales pace, but it's turning back down again since July. As inventory builds and we get fewer offers, so too must the price reductions climb. So sure enough, the percentage of homes with price cuts on the market climbed this week. That's up to 36.6% of the homes on the market that have taken a price cut from the originalist price in the last couple of months. And so you can see the dark red line here. That's this year's curve. Each line is a year here. And in the last couple of months, the trend has reversed from improving conditions for sellers to weakening conditions for sellers. And remember that the price reductions are a leading indicator of where future sales will complete. So there's a lot of signal in the local markets too. The Texas markets like Austin and San Antonio, even Dallas, are ones where inventory is building and price cuts are climbing. In the Altos Research webinar this Thursday, September 21 at um, 10 a.m. Pacific, we'll spend time on the local markets to see which ones are feeling the pain of the stubbornly high cost of money. Uh, we'll also look at which ones are more resilient too. So that's this Thursday, 10 a.m. Pacific. It's a free webinar. It is limited to a 1,000 attendees, uh, but you can still reserve your spot. So click the link in the description below. Register now. Join us for that webinar. If you need to communicate about the housing market, this crazy, fast-changing housing market with buyers and sellers, you should join us on Thursday. Uh, meanwhile, home prices are on a, still a different seasonal trajectory from last year. The median price of single-family homes in the U.S. is $444,900 now. Home prices are still 1% higher than last year. Uh, these comparisons are actually about to get easier still. The question really is whether weakening demand now accelerates prices lower as quickly as it did last fall. My suspicion is actually no. Uh, you can see the abrupt, you can see the slope of the dark red line here, the, the right end of the dark red line. And last year, home prices peaked higher than this year and were reacting lower really quickly, especially in October and November. This year, the slope of the seasonal price declines has been much more gentle. That implies that year-over-year -year home price gains will hold uh, or maybe even improve in the fourth quarter uh, because they were, they were dropping so quickly last year, fourth quarter. Um, uh, though I would point out that home price gains for the year are really less important than the total transaction volume now. The supply and demand constraints we've got on purchases happening. Uh, in order for this market to feel more healthy, we need to see more transactions happening. And the fact is that uh, the fact that home prices are up year over year, I mean, it just helps us see that this is not a like 2008 apocalypse happening. Uh, home prices are not crashing, but it's not that exciting, to be honest. 
So um, the price of the newly listed properties, that's the light red line here, popped up a little bit this uh, week. It's not unusual for mid-September for that to happen. I wouldn't read too much into it. Um, the, uh, the price of the new listings is more, much more volatile each week. It bounces up and down. At $399,900, it's higher. The price of the new listings is higher by 1.5% than last year at this time. But it can bounce down next week. So it's not plummeting, and that's important. So again, if you have a hypothesis that the housing market must be crashing or is about to crash, if you assume that home prices are crashing, using the leading indicators like the price of the new listings is really helpful to confirm or reject that hypothesis. And don't forget, our, our September webinar is Thursday, this Thursday, September 21 at 10 a.m. Pacific. We'll review the local markets to see which ones are at most price risk and where demand is weakening uh, most abruptly. Click on the link in the description below to reserve your spot. Um, this is where we spend an hour on all the, the latest data. There's so much signal in the active market, and these market conditions are changing now so quickly in this post-pandemic world. If you need help uh, to, to discuss with your buyers and sellers, help them understand the housing market help, market, help them understand how to make decisions, go to altosresearch.com and just book a free consult with our team. We uh, will help you to know about how to talk about the market with your clients and prospects today. So there's a link for that in the, in the description below as well. All right, more next week.